another entirely unavoidable episode of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I am 50% of your hosts. Uh, I have lost 145 pounds. Wow. Uh, avoiding sabotage. That didn't really work out very well. What are you going to do? I don't know. Not enough coffee. Too much coffee. <laughs> Today with me is... Donald Weigel. Hello. I am unavoidably your other host, and I have lost about 100 pounds, and we are here to tell you about it and we... give you some tips and some tricks and some <laughs> hacks Oh my on gosh, how... that's so annoying. I know, I hate all that stuff. Oh my gosh, uh, so, so we're going to actually give you some actionable advice instead of tr- tips, tricks, and hacks on how to uh, maintain and to achieve your health and fitness goals. And, uh, you know, we're uh, we're going to talk some more about sabotage. We are. Hey, I have an idea for a new opener that we should just use forever. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. This is We Only Look Thin, and you have work to do. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Man, I don't like that. <laughs> no? Well, it's like, I don't know. Everybody has a different tone. I listen to some other, I try to listen to other inspirational podcasts. Oh, um, yeah. But sometimes they're just very serious and very, I don't know. Right. It's just not my style. You just know what I find is difficult hmm. is that there's no one as inspiring as you and I out there. And so, like, we don't have us to listen to. You know what I mean? I know. I listen to us, but I oh, just, yeah. I honestly want other people to listen to, but I'm so sensitive to tone of voice, uh, enunciation, uh, and so many other things. I'm like, eh, I don't want to listen to them. Eh, listen up, hard. people. You don't like us, and we don't like you, and you got work to do. I don't know, but I think some people want that like hard nose, one way to do it thing. Yeah. I just, I'm too wishy-washy. <laughs> I just want everyone to find their own thing, man. When you want a wishy-washy podcaster, this is where you come, clearly. Yeah. No, no, I'm not wishy-washy. I'm changing all of... I'm changing our letterhead. I'm changing the website right now as we speak. Wishy-washy look thing? Wishy-washy. The W stands for (laughs) wishy-washy. W-W. Wishy-washy. No, but... Like, I feel like some people are just waiting for that. Like, I just want someone to knock the food out of my hand. I just want someone else to take control. I did that for a very long time, just kind of thinking I, I just hadn't found the trick. Uh, but as annoying, no, actually, it was very helpful. In the last episode, you were like, oh, the real monster is you. Yeah, like, the real, the, the real, mo- real monster still real monsters is you. are you. Yeah, still people. you. Yeah, we're we're gonna um we're doing a little bit of a deeper dive on self sabotage this week. And um, you know, I think that a lot of people and I don't wanna be sexist here, but I think a lot of dudes especially just really want somebody to do exactly what you were just talking about, to just give them a step by step plan that they can just follow and not have to deal with their emotions and and the things that are actually causing them to engage in these behaviors in the first place. And I think that examining self-sabotage is one of the things that I didn't even know I needed to do five or six years ago. But in, you know, it's almost in hindsight realized that this was one of the things that got me out of that cycle. And just having a plan and just being yelled at and being told what to do and having to like stick to something strictly, like 
I was able to do that during my life for very short periods of time, you know, even sometimes months at a time, but always it came crashing down because I wasn't getting to the root of why I was doing these things in the first place. But here's the thing. I think that there is a category of people who are just like 15, 20 pounds overweight. Maybe they they were in sports in college or whatever, but then have gotten a more sedentary life. And all they really need is like, oh, I stopped drinking 10 Cokes and now I only drink six and I lost 30 pounds. But I think that the people who like me, me. but I think that the people like me who have had chronic issues with emotional eating and disordered eating, that is a very different category of people. I'm uh, I'm working on a super secret program right now. I won't say what it is right now, Uh, but- Whoa, I don't even know what it is. You know what it is. Do I? The weekly thing that I've been doing. Oh, that thing. Yeah, That thing. There is somebody in the thing that I am doing who manages people who is like- Oh, well, we give them a thing and it's a 30 day thing and then it's over and then everybody's fixed and that's how you do it. Lots of things involved (laughs) here. We're being very specific. Very, no, I don't want to talk about it yet, but (laughs) there is a category of people who just need that one trick and they're like, Oh yeah, that works. But with us, it is deep and psychological. It is mind bending. And, but it's also kind of also simple because once you understand all the stories and the sabotage you tell yourself, the more aware you are of the control you actually have in your life. And it's kind of annoying that you can actually make changes. Uh, but it's more than just cutting out the, the Coca-Cola. It's the why behind the Coca-Cola. It is the why behind the Coca-Cola. The real monster is you. Yeah. You know, when I realized how much I had been lying to myself for most of my adult life, I was A, ashamed, uh, and B, uh, it was really one of those things that was, you know, you talk about the clouds opening and you have an epiphany, you know, and we talk about people having self-actualizations, but realizing how much I was lying to myself yeah. and then calling myself on my own lies and, you know, having to do that all the time now is really annoying. No, it's really um, been life-changing and it's really one of the things that helps me stay on track. Yeah, I used to think that people who were positive were shallow. There, I said it. I thought that they didn't know what real pain was and that they didn't have the capacity to feel as much as I did. Yeah. Turns out I just really like to eat food and wanted yeah. as many reasons to do so. So um, on the last episode, we talked about an article about uh, ways to identify self-sabotage. And um, we're going to continue that. This is probably a whole year worth of episodes. We're oh, gonna try yeah. To, try to keep it oh, yeah. short. But... Self-sabotage till the cows come home. Yeah, we, well, and we the We talked cow... about in the last episode, cows and the fences. The cows are coming. And the fences, yeah. you don't have time to do anything. Um, so in the last episode, we talked about um, how you approach change or you don't approach change. Basically, you just want to fob off everything on everybody else. Go back and listen to that episode. Uh, but uh, on this episode, we are going to continue with section two. Uh, of the article by Alice Boyce, PhD, talking about the Dr. Boyce to you. Dr. Boyce, if you're nasty. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I almost said that, and then I was like, nah. Nah, won't do it. Um, but in this, uh, in this part, we're going to talk about self-care and pleasure and how we sabotage ourselves uh, in so many different ways uh, by doing so. Well, and, you know, you might not think of it this way, but I think in the end, like weight loss and fitness really is about pleasure and self-care and about, you know, making your life better by improving your own health. You know, nothing 
has improved my life more than feeling healthy and strong and being able to move and not having to take naps all the time and, you know, just being comfortable in my own clothes and in my own skin. And, um, you know, there are a lot of mental things you can do to get there without losing weight. But I tell you, like being able to put on, you know, clothes and feel good and confident has been a huge boost to my pleasure and self-care in my life. Well, and guess what also? Not having your foot fall off from diabetes oh, is yeah. also part of that. Oh, yeah, there's that because the diabetes I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but really, like that, you know, the health part is is super duper important. We've talked about that. Listen to the other 200 plus episodes we have done about that. But uh, we are going to dive into this. Uh, if you recall on the last episode, we asked you to get out a pen and paper to uh, to write some notes because in this article, the, uh, the writer talks about actually giving yourself a score between one and seven, seven being uh, the worst, one being the best of how you actually manage each of these categories. So today we are going to talk about pleasure and self-care. Uh, sounds a little little rated R. It's not. We're just talking about pleasures. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. This is a family-friendly show. It is a family-friendly hey, Speaking of families and friendlies, did you want to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving first and, and how it's going? Or did you want to talk about that while we're talking about the other things? Well, Thanksgiving hasn't happened yet. It's this weird kind of we're no, living I know. The, in the future The episode thing. is about is going to come out after Thanksgiving. Oh, right. But we have recorded this before Thanksgiving. Right. Very so confusing. we don't know so how here... we're doing. But you had mentioned some things about how the last three weeks have gone. Yeah. Uh, so for me, uh, as we are recording this, uh, don't worry about the timeline. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but I had three indulgent weekends that ended up with me maintaining my weight, which is really annoying because I had hoped to lose weight. So even though I was eating at a deficit five days a week, I was not eating at a deficit the other two days a week, which annoyingly is 28% of the week. Don't get lost in the math. Uh, what we are saying here is, uh, we have the opportunity to take back, uh, our choices. We're just getting through Thanksgiving weekend here in the U.S. I'm sure many of you may still have leftover pies, leftover leftovers. And we're asking you as you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on it, when it comes out, get rid of the leftovers. There are so, there's a whole month of indulgences in front of you. You've gotten your fill of your, uh, your, your pies and your stuffings. Maybe start the week off fresh start with a new attitude, let go of uh, the Thanksgiving holiday, and uh, and just get, get ready to have a couple of, uh, of, of quiet, healthy days in front of you. Make some choices you can be proud of. Yeah, and I know I know December, if you're listening to this on the day this comes out, December, December is barreling down upon you. Um, and I know that a lot of people say to themselves, I'm going to get it together on January 1st. And I, you know, I think I've said this on the last couple of episodes even, but don't if you're in a hole already yeah don't dig the hole deeper before you climb out and we're not saying don't have any food enjoyment this holiday season because that also isn't right but try and limit the damage don't just you know give up and go whole hog because i did that many many years in a row and i always regretted it in january and i would wake up january 1st expecting to be a new person and it doesn't work like that. Start making some incremental changes now. Start making some gentle steps. Do what you can do right now. 
just because you can't do everything and can't be perfect right now doesn't mean that you should do nothing. Yeah, but also, here, I've had a lot of coffee. I'm going to say it. Also, don't be a baby. Like, get rid <laughs> of the food. You know how this goes. You know how this goes. I spent decades gaining 5 to 10 pounds over the holiday season, and I just felt like a victim to it. You know what stuffing tastes like. You know what the pie tastes like throw it out. It's time to throw it out. Start fresh uh, in the new month. There, I said it. See, I'm not wishy-washy. For someone letting who go of the proclaimed wish and the that she was wishy-washy, that sure know. seemed like you were full of no, conviction. but sometimes I want to be like, all right, well, find what works for you. But also, like, call yourself out. You are done with the pie. I am done with the pie. If I am listening to this right now, throw out the pie. Um, so we are going to start out again. Get out the pen. Get out the paper. Uh, you're going to rate yourselves between one and seven in these uh, categories. Seven being the worst. Donald, take it off. Yeah, so no, it, if, start it off. If each of these four things, you know, if it's not a problem for you, then you're closer to a one. If it's a big problem for you, then you're closer to a seven. Um, so the first one is your approach to pleasure is a denial binge cycle. You deny yourself simple pleasures and relaxation and then stay up watching Netflix until 3 a.m. We're going to get into this one more in a minute. Yeah. Uh, the next one is you ignore the warning signs that you need a break. Yeah. I'm looking at you, listener, and me yeah. and Donald. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the next one is you don't solve simple roadblocks to pleasure. For example, you enjoy taking photos, but your phone is full and you haven't gotten around to backing it up. Yep. Wah, wah. The, the <laughs> what? That was very sincere. So sincere. Yeah. Uh, the last one is you hold back from doing the things you want to do due to erroneous I can't thoughts. For example, you think, I can't take a dance class until I've lost weight. Yeah. There we go. That is another big one. So uh, hopefully you have your numbers in mind in each one of those. And um, I actually wanted to particularly talk about this first one. Your approach to pleasure is a denial binge cycle. You deny yourself simple pleasures and relaxation and then stay up watching Netflix till 3 a.m. And this is sort of that, you know, on the day-to-day -day scale, this is sort of that thing of you are super solid on some restrictive plan all during the day and then you get to nighttime yeah. and suddenly you're binge eating. And um, I, you know, I am always reluctant to admit things on this show, but I've been having a little bit of trouble with this lately myself. Um, uh, this staying... <laughs> is new information to me. Staying, staying on, on track, you know, staying on track all the way through dinner has not been an issue for me. And then suddenly after dinner, I'm like, well, another 200 calories is going to be fine. I didn't know that this um, is new information. And <laughs> I feel like we're on Jerry Springer right now. I know. Well, I like to, I like to do our best discussions while we're actually recording. Okay. No, it's good to microphone. know that you're human because um, I was beginning to think you were a robot. Yeah, no. And, and I'm up, I'm up a, a you know, two, three pounds higher than I would like to be which look on the one hand you might say well it's nice you're only two or three pounds up but still you know i don't i don't like to be in this place because it's that slippery slope of like it, well yeah. it's only two or three pounds and it then oh no additional... then maybe it's five pounds and then it becomes 10 and and before i know it i'm, I'm right back where i was so I know that for myself i need to refocus on on you know not doing that thing I've been doing, which is, well, 200 calories isn't going to be a big deal. And, you know, 
in the past, the good news is, in the past, I would have said, well, okay, it's only a thousand calories. <laughs> and I would have just, you know, gone crazy. But I think the point here is that on the larger scale, and I promise I'll let Catherine talk in a second, um, the, the, on a larger scale is restricting. Tag me in, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> is like, I used to do this with restrictive diets all the time, and it wouldn't just be on a day-to-day. It would be on a week-to-week or a month-to-month. I would be super hardcore on some diet and be super restrictive, and then all the floodgates were, it would open, and I would have no, you know, I'd have no middle ground to go back to and, and just, you know, eat and eat and eat and then give up all the progress I had made before. No, but I think part of this is that, like, austerity and then it's either on or off 100%. It's that, you know, perfection or procrastination thing. And I know I do this a lot where I say I don't have time, but then I realize I've spent 45 minutes watching TikTok videos. I don't actually do that. That was just an example. (laughs) Don't even have TikTok. But, like, I, you know, I busy myself with non-important things and then say I don't have time for other things. And it's just, but then I just feel guilty and it creates this whole whole cycle. So again, we're going to do an episode soon on uh, time management, but I think that this really rings true. So um, what would you give yourself uh, a score on that right now? The denial uh, cycle, what would you? I think on the larger, big picture side of things, I think I'm probably like a two, But I think on the smaller, you know, micro day-to-day scale, it's probably like a five for me right now. Interesting. Yeah, I think for me... I put uh, on the on the weight loss thing, I think I put myself at a six right now. It's like I don't have time to eat a lunch, so I just kind of eat a few snacks during the day. But it's like I could have just eaten a real meal in all the calories I just consumed with snacking. So, yeah, yeah. That's, we're, we're getting raw and honest here, people. It's a yeah. little hard right now. No, it, it, it's a problem. And, uh, you know, I need to uh, – I, and I'm you going have the opportunity. to. I have the opportunity. Say opportunity. <laughs> I have the opportunity to to refocus and readjust my plan and to to stop, you know, lying to myself that eating these extra calories at the end of the day is going to be fine. Yeah. Okay. So the next one is you ignore the warning signs that you need a break. I am going to give myself a five on this right now. Yeah. Again, I uh, I feel like I have all of these spinning plates going on right now. And I'm letting myself get a little overwhelmed, I think, by them. And I think that that is a procrastination and a sabotage thing. It, it ties into that limiting belief, uh, you know, non-growth mindset. And I've, I've actually been struggling with that recently. I don't know if it's the time change or that our kid is back to school after 18 months being at home. But I think sometimes we think we have to master everything when in reality we need we have the opportunity to let go of some high expectations i know i've talked about it before but the podcast uh, lazy genius talks about uh, being a genius about things that matter and being lazy about things that don't and when we tell ourselves especially at this time of the year that we have to do everything perfect and we have to be there for every single thing we might be overextending ourselves on volunteering we might be focusing on non-essential things things like especially when we're adding the holidays in here yeah maybe this is a time to dial back on you know deep cleaning the house every time maybe it's a time to use paper plates instead of uh 
of, of nice plates. If, if doing dishes is too much for you, really, we have an opportunity to kind of dial back. I know I'm looking at work, growing Walt, uh, working on my own mental health. Should we write a book? I don't know. Should that happen right now also? Um, you know, there are just so many things that we can distract ourselves Hold on. We're going to pause the podcast and write a book, and we'll get right back to the episode. No, but really, at any given time, we can kind of prioritize maybe three things. If we make everything a priority – then kind of nothing is a priority. And, and I think it ties right back into the the what I was talking about earlier with lying to yourself, this particular one, you know, ignoring the warning signs that you need to take a break. I used to lie to myself all the time and I would sort of ignore those warning signs on purpose so that then I had no choice but to make the bad choice or not the bad yeah. choice, the unhealthy choice. Well, it's like running yourself into the ground so that you're exhausted so that you just eat indulgently because you don't have the energy to make dinner. Yeah, and I, I don't stop and plan and so I got, I you know, there's no option except to stop for, at the food court at the mall and eat that terrible right. thing while I'm out Christmas shopping because yeah. that's a thing people used to do. <laughs> well, and as Donald said, if you if you fail to plan, you don't have a plan. So we have the opportunity to make a plan. Exactly. Um, so the next one is you don't solve simple roadblocks for pleasure. For example, you enjoy taking photos, but your phone is full and you haven't gotten around to backing it up. So and here is a here's a more uh, weight analysis or you know weight loss focused one yes you buy all the veggies but then you're exhausted and you don't want to chop them so yeah. uh, i was just talking to someone else the de- the other day about you don't shop and chop on the same day everybody Ooh. but part of that ties into you know overextending yourself with like your ideal self Versus what you actually have capacity for. And that might mean buying all pre-chopped vegetables yes. instead of going to the farmer's market and buying the things that you're never going to chop. And then justify by saying it'll make great compost, which is what I say every time I don't eat a vegetable. Oh, my goodness. I, I get, don't say that about cupcakes. I get into this argument all the time with people who are like, I cannot spend more money on the pre-chopped vegetables because, you know, to, because I can just do it myself. And then they don't actually chop them and they throw it away and then they're wasting the money anyway. Yeah. I and still it drives me up the wall. Yeah, I still have pre-chopped things that I haven't eaten either. So, oh my uh, goodness, pre-chopped fruit and vegetables are absolutely the greatest thing since pre-chopped bread. Yeah, <laughs> which was in 1928. I yes, think. yes. Calvin, Calvin Coolidge, Coolidge was president. Friend of the show, Calvin Coolidge. Exactly. Okay, so Donald, what uh, what score would you give yourself on the uh, the the healthy weight uh, category? One out of seven. What would you give yourself um, right now? This one isn't that bad for me. I think I think I'm I'm down around even a one or a two on Ooh, this one. Nice. Yeah, I've got a three because sometimes uh, the roadblock to my success is how many things I buy and put in the refrigerator and then I can't find anything. So I'm giving myself a three on that. So um, anyway, okay. So the next one is you hold back from doing the things you want. Due to erroneous I can't thoughts. For example, you think I can't take a dance class until I've lost weight. That waiting for your real life to begin. Oh my goodness. Thing is huge. We become the people we want to be by doing the things that person does. If you want to be a person who gets in daily movement, you put on your tennis shoes. You don't wear high heels all the time. I dress for the job that I want, which is a healthy person, which is why I'm usually wearing uh, gym clothes because I actually want to get in fitness. But if we don't dress for the job we want, we're not going to get it. Yeah, and and it's even – 
you know, going back to what we were just talking about, you know, it's that idea that I want to eat vegetables. I, you know, you tell yourself, I want to eat vegetables. I want to eat fruit. And then you don't actually make a plan to make that happen. You don't, you don't actually buy them at the store. You leave them unchopped in the refrigerator. You know, you don't just say to yourself, okay, I'm going to buy the really easy pre-chopped. I can throw it in the microwave vegetables so that I actually have this done. You, you don't solve these simple roadblocks and just instead, you know, default to I'm going to eat all the cookies, which magically you did manage to somehow buy yeah. and have in the house. Uh, when you didn't manage to buy and have in the house, your, you know, your, food that's on your plan. Right. So, I mean, and I think part of this is really and okay, this is a this is an attack on everybody. I'm taking the whole system down. Yeah. There's a big difference between having goals that you think you should do versus things you actually want in your life. Whoa. So much of this is, well, I really should go to the gym. I really should, you know, I you have these ideals about what the perfect person does. If you don't actually want to do them, if you think you should do them, you're, it's not going to work. Yeah. You, you have the opportunity. <laughs> I said, ah, there drink, you go. drink. Yeah. Um, you have the opportunity to add things to your life that actually matter to you. Not what you think you should do, not what other people tell you you should do, but actually, what do you want for yourself? I love going outside and seeing the changing season and the crisp fall leaves and the flowers and the daffodils and all that stuff. <laughs> so that's actually why I go on walks because I like to get out and see the neighborhood. Yeah. That matters to me. Taking a hit class, is it something I should do? I don't know. Maybe I should do that, but I don't want to look at other people punch stuff and lift tires. That's not like <laughs> – that's just not my thing. It's awesome if that's your thing. That's awesome, but it's not for me. So figuring out what you actually want to do versus what you should do could be a way to get rid of those can't thoughts because there are many things like I can't find time. I just don't want to find time to go to the gym because it's not something I want to do. Yeah. And another version of this too is that like I'll do it as soon as I get past X thing yeah. in my life. If I can just get past the next project, yeah, the when next things family slow visit, down. when things calm down, the next school event, the next, you know, thing with your kids, you know. If after I can, the holidays, yeah. after the new year. Yeah. And waiting and waiting and waiting, there's never going to be a perfect time when everything just aligns and you suddenly have all the free time and all the energy and all the motivation. You have to do what you can do now. So and keep doing it consistently. Exactly. So what uh, what number would you give yourself on this one? Um, I think that I am uh, I'm probably still pretty good on this. Again, old me five six years ago was easily this was easily a six or a seven. You know, I kept waiting for my real life to begin all the time. And now I think I'm I'm pretty good on this one. I think I'm down to like a one or a two on most things. Certainly with health and fitness, I am. Maybe maybe more like a four with certain other aspects of my life. Yeah, I gave myself a three on the uh, the weight loss side, and then I, I gave myself a six on the I can't on the other things. Again, I'm I'm managing some, trying to get it all done, be the master of all things uh, person right now. It's not serving me. And I have the opportunity to take some time and prioritize. You um, do have the opportunity. I, so even after losing 145 pounds, it turns out you're still human, still human. Exactly. So 
Think about each of these categories. What do you struggle with most? You do not have to change all four of these categories. Take the one that is the biggest problem and maybe take a look at it. How can you bring that number down? What small incremental change can you make? What agency can you take in your life right now? Because I guarantee you, magically on January 1st, you're not going to be a new person imbued with new magical powers, new magical focus. <laughs> we have the opportunity. But what if I was, though? Yeah, but you're not. Oh, you're not. Okay. <laughs> I think you look at too many comic books where it's like, you get bitten by a magical rabbit, and then you become super- oh. Oh, rabbit boy. Ra- yeah, yeah, where I like, I only want to eat lettuce and carrots, carrots. all the time. Yeah, well, you're yeah. vegetarian, so maybe that's why. <laughs> but we have the opportunity to just not overcomplicate it, take one small step toward progress, because it actually does matter. So thank you so much for listening today, taking some time out of your schedule to prioritize the possibility of change, because each of us has the opportunity to make those changes today, not in 2020. We really are grateful for you listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, we have many more that are like it. Uh, you can find them wherever you find podcasts uh, on Audible, Spotify, uh, all the podcast places, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. He's just naming podcasts, everybody. Um, You're listening, so obviously it's working. And you can also find us anytime on our website at weonlylookthin.com. All the episodes are there. You can uh, search them there and you can play them there as well. Yep. And if you are at our website, you can click on the link to join our support group where you can find out more about Walt Place, W-O-L-T Place. We only look then place. Uh, many ways to say it. Uh, it is an <laughs> online support group for women based on Facebook. Uh, we have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month option with a seven-day complimentary trial to see uh, if Walt Place is right for you. It is not a weight loss plan, but it is a place for support and accountability and transparency. Uh, so much on uh, the interweb is kind of uh, fake and overwhelming right now, but I'm really proud of the space that we've made in Walt Place for honesty, accountability, and uh, support, and just looking at things differently uh, in this weight loss journey. So uh, come and check us out. Yes, please do. Um, and if you would like to interact with us on the socials, we are also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at We Only Look Thin. And you can also reach us via email. Uh, we love hearing from you at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Uh, please uh, send us questions, send us episode ideas, and uh, we will get back to you. We might turn your ideas into an episode. Tell us things you like. Tell us things you didn't like. Although maybe don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Say we could be even better if oh, we yeah, even spin better it to if the positive. We, I like that. Yeah. There we go. Uh, but also, if you have a couple of spare minutes and can head over to Apple Podcast, leave us a rating and review. It helps boost our uh, our mood, frankly, and it also helps <laughs> other people looking for inspirational podcasts. It helps them find us. So uh, be a part of the solution, everybody. Help us out. Uh, leave a rating and review. We really appreciate it. Yes, we do. And you can also tell people about our podcast. Uh, we really appreciate that. Um, if you uh, you know know somebody that you think would get something out of us, if it comes up organically during conversations or not even inorganically during conversations, uh, mention our show Just to other people. Lead with the comedy and yeah. then they'll find out in the end that it's uh, it's actually a helpful inspiration. Absolutely. 
So the next time you're trying to recommend a wishy-washy <laughs> <laughs> podcaster who has lost 145 pounds, just remember that Catherine and I are an, an inspiration. inspiration. Throw out the pie. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. Hello and welcome to another... Nailed it. <laughs>